How's everyone doing today? Welcome to Talking a Bunch of Hoopla. Let's get right into it. So, recently we had the NBA draft. Um, it was definitely interesting. I know the result afterwards that I saw from a lot of people saying how this draft class sucks or it's not up to the standard that people thought it was going to be due to where people were picked. But what people tend to forget is uh, COVID exists and we didn't have a March Madness, didn't really have much of a season. So it's really hard, at least for me, to sit here and like critique or like kind of review these guys, quote unquote, off of the limited amount of tape that we've seen from them. Like March Madness is really the big kind of scene where some of these guys would probably be higher than where they were drafted and some of them would be lower to where they were drafted. But we sadly didn't get a chance to see any of that. So NBA teams, I imagine, just tried their absolute best to do what they can with what they had. So I wasn't really shocked, though, by the first three picks. Anthony Edwards out of Georgia going to Minnesota. James Wiseman out of Memphis going to Golden State. And obviously the Mellow Ball out of Illawarra, the Nash, the New Zealand Basketball League, I believe, going to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, James Wiseman, I know a lot of people were worried about him because, again, he had, he only had to play like three games last season. And that was obviously due to, be, uh, due to the fact of the whole like NCAA kind of violation of where he's had Penny Hardaway, his coach at Memphis and in high school, basically help him get through all this. And help him move, and it was like a whole thing, and basically saying that he broke violations. So he discarded for the draft. Lamella Ball, obviously, he's the big name of this draft. He's the biggest name out of anybody else in this draft. Um, I think he'll do good on Charlotte. I mean, I definitely think they're an interesting team, especially the way their GM is just paying the absolute fucking bag at so many of these players, especially Gordon Hayward. She's got a four-year, $120 million deal. When all these reports were saying, oh, he's going to go to Indiana. Indiana is super interested. He just moved his family back to Indiana. He signed him up for school. And then it's like, oh, by the way, he just signed a Charlotte. So we'll see you guys later. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, Anthony Edwards to Minnesota. I kind of had a feeling that was going to be the first pick because I think overall, at least from all the analysts I've seen and all I've read, that Anthony Edwards was kind of the, like, not, I don't want to say generic, but, like, the given number one overall pick. So, no, I know a lot of people were still kind of iffy on LaMelo, but we'll see how he is. I mean, his defense is not very great. Scoring-wise, he's solid. I don't think he's the best scorer out there. I mean, he didn't shoot very well from three. I mean, he had, a, he had some decent amount of games in the, you know, New Zealand Basketball League, but I don't think it was anything that was, like, noteworthy but again he's still young so he's only what like 19 20 or something like that so I'm crazy so so it's time to learn I don't think that'll be interesting Patrick Williams going to Chicago was definitely the first big kind of shock of the night because I would have thought like Onyeka out of USC would have went there maybe maybe Obi Toppin you know but Patrick Williams out of Florida State I mean, I didn't know too much about him going into this draft, I'm going to be honest, but I've seen good things, and people talk highly of him, so, you know, that I believe Billy Donovan's now now the head coach of the Bulls, that it should be interesting to see how, you know, he pans out, because I feel like anytime stuff like this happens, 
it's either like they're kind of just meh or they're kind of just like, oh, they were they saw something that we didn't and they made a really good pick at four for him. Like, let me see anything that's kind of updated for him real fast. So one thing I see here on a, on a draft profile on this website I'm using, um, it's from Jeremy Wu, and he says, he'll hold up fine defensively with his body type and mobility and should be able to guard slower wings as well as smaller bigs. Williams' offensive future is a bit less clear and tied to how well his handle develops, but he's shown encouraging signs as a shooter and has enough to feel to fit in without issue. So... Going off that, because a lot of the ones I see are all super old. Um, they were from like super earlier in the year. So, but again, everything I'm reading, um, it's all super positive stuff. You know, saying he's a strong combo forward uh, with big time potential. His raw talent, versatile defense, and powerful transition game. I don't know if it get him a long look in the lottery, which obviously it worked. Uh, he's able to defend multiple positions, runs the floor well, and is developing as a wing scorer. A a plus athlete who plays with great balance and strength. So, these are all from um, CBS Sports, like you know, kind of like the generic you know places you'd see all these draft profiles from. But Isaac Okoro, I believe that's how you say his name, went fifth to Cleveland. Again, I saw him going a little bit later. I was thinking maybe like the Knicks, because I would have thought Obi Toppin would have went went there to be honest. But he fell to eight to the Knicks, and that was very shocking. Onyeka is going to be interesting going to Atlanta because I believe they still have uh, John Collins and Clint Capella. So, I mean, maybe he'll develop well behind them, but I definitely think he'll be interesting to be on that team. I think he's really good. And for a lot of people who don't know, he also played with LaMelo Ball in high school, but it's going to be interesting. Killian Hayes goes to Detroit. A lot of these international guys, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't the biggest, like... I didn't do too much research on them at all. But for some of the things I've seen here, it goes, uh, questions about his jump shot and average athletic ability have suppressed his stock to an extent. But he's a crafty scorer and intelligent player with a degree of on, uh, excuse me, on, on-court self-awareness, which has helped his professional success at a young age. Um, he's better inside the arc than he is outside, which is one way to say his three-point shooting must improve, but he already does... Enough things well enough to make him worthy of a lottery pick. And so I'm basically just saying that he's a solid scorer in the paint. And again, three-point shooting isn't that great and athletic and all that. But So I know Detroit's making some crazy moves, and they've traded for like and signed a bunch of fucking people. So it's definitely going to be interesting. Like I said earlier, Obi Toppin is now a New York Nick. Again, very surprised he fell to eight. Because at least in all the mock drafts I was reading and everything I was I you know I heard about him, he was going like top five was kind of the general consensus for him. But apparently, you know, he goes home to New York is where he's from. And I know people are upset because they're like, oh, how do the Knicks have another forward? They don't need another forward. Blah blah blah. But I mean, sure. But it's always good to one to have depth, and two. I mean, he was the best player available, in my opinion, at that time. So, why not? But then, later in the draft, they did get point guard Emmanuel quickly out of Kentucky. So, you know, they were able to fill that need as well. So, good for them on that. So, look at that. See? Patience, everyone. Patience. The Wizards go Denny Avija at 9. Who, again, I thought fell really a lot farther than I thought. Um, Jalen Smith was kind of a lot of people were questioning that because 
a lot of people had him going later in the round, or even like second round. I saw he went tenth to the Suns. Let's see who else we have. Devin Vassell. At least how you say it, or Vassell. I'm not really sure. Going to San Antonio Spurs at eleven. Tyrese Halliburton. That him falling to twelve to uh, Sacramento. Again, very surprising. Um, I personally had him going in top ten. I think the Kings definitely got a steal out of him at twelve. Um, I mean, I don't know. The draft this year was definitely super interesting. So again, like I said, everyone's kind of just trying to go off of what they already had, and obviously, so certain players may fall because of that. You know, because you don't get a chance to see all of what they're able to do with the limited film that they have. Especially because, again, a lot of it's old at this point. You know, you don't have anything from this year, really. Or, like, a lot of get film from this year. But, even though everything I've been seeing, it's all super good and positive. Even, for example, from Gary Parrish from CBS Sports. So, he's a lead guard with with size who's consistently make shots. And there's not a franchise in the NBA that couldn't use a player who can reasonably be described that way. He's got great core vision, great positional size, and a willingness to pass the rock. And is one of the best pure passers in the draft. But he can also play off the ball, hit the open three, and can defend one to three, giving him tons of versatility. Although nearly everything about Halliburton's game is unorthodox, his his advanced on court intellect, winning conduct sorry, winning conducive skill set, excuse me. And rapid trajectory are noteworthy, and they set him apart in some regard in a lottery where the talent gap between prospects is adamantly narrow. I can't read today, but again, I can't read most days apparently, so that's not a surprise to really anybody. I'm just going to be honest with that one. And then after that, my kind of uh, interesting thoughts on this, because I kind of want to wrap up my draft opinions real quick. Um, Anthony, uh, oh, God. Apparently, still can't read. Cole Anthony going to the Magic. I had him probably going to Sacramento at 12. Personally, my little mock draft that I did. Um, What do we have here? Uh, let's see. Tyrese Maxey um, going to Philadelphia. Solid choice. RJ Hampton fell to 24, and he's going to Denver. I think that is probably going to be one of the steals of the draft. I mean, I think he's a really good shooter. He's really good in the paint, in my opinion. Um, and even like this, for example, Hampton fits physically in the NBA with his plus speed. Uh, sorry, with plus speed for his size, he's more of a combo ball handler than a point guard. And his imperative, he shoots it better in order to find an off-ball role long term. He has ways to go defensively as well, but he has the tools for it. And then kind of more said like a bit on his passing and shooting and all that. So I think he's definitely going to be one of the steals of the draft, like Michael uh, Porter Jr. was a few years ago. Obviously, he has had his health issues. He's been injured a lot, but now he's been coming slowly and coming in consistently for the Denver Nuggets, especially this last season. So I definitely think, you know, they're going to be a solid team this next season. Um, I know a lot of people were upset with the Boston Celtics picks of Aaron Naismith at 14. And um, where is it? Payne Pritchard at 26 and Desmond Bain at 30, which I think that pick was traded. Let me just double check. Yeah, so he's going to Memphis, but still Aaron Naismith and Peyton Pritchard, yeah, people were just kind of not super happy about that. And, I mean, I know people don't like 
I mean, I don't know. I, I've heard good things. Personally, I've heard mainly good things about Aaron Naismith. But I know a lot of people don't want another, you know, a small forward and a point guard for them. But, I mean, hopefully they work out. Because at least on Aaron Naismith's, Aaron Naismith's profile, excuse me, he's 6'6", 215. He's a small forward. Um, he, he is coming off a foot fracture, so I know that's kind of a big issue. But during the 14 games he had played before that, he was hitting 52% from three on 115 attempts. Uh, he's considered one of the better pure shooters of the draft. Can make a closeout fairly well. And is competent, and if not jaw-dropping from an athletic perspective. Um, basically, everyone's kind of praising his sh- three-point percentage. For everything I'm reading real quick. Everyone thinks he should be a top 15 pick. So, yeah, 14, so... There you go. Um, the the big thing I've seen is that he's not an elite athlete. He's not, you know, that athletic. But he does have the dribbling skills to attack off the dribble. He will be used as a scoring wing and will need to be paired with a solid point guard who can get him the ball well. If Kimba Walker. I think he's fine. And then, obviously, in the second round, there's a lot of first-round talent that I definitely think uh, fell. But, again, this draft, not surprising. But, you know... Overall, I definitely think this is kind of one of those draft classes that I feel like people are going to have to really kind of wait on, especially if guys don't do well in the beginning. Only because, again, because of COVID and everything, it's a kind of an asterisk year for everything that it's like, let's give them time, let's see how they are, and, you know, give them a chance to kind of develop instantly. Because, again, they don't have the summer league. There's no really training camp. It's kind of just... I mean, there is training camp, excuse me, but it's kind of just off-season, few days, back to work. And it's like there's really not a lot of rest. And obviously, that kind of team building that you usually get before the season starts isn't really there. So it's going to be a little difficult, like that transition, especially with all these new free agent, you know, signs and trades and all that. So, But on free agency real fast... Like I said, Gordon Hayward to the Hornets, getting paid a stupid amount. But as we're all aware, Charlotte loves overpaying players. Whether it's like people like Nicholas Batum, Cody Zeller, Terry Rozier, so on and so forth, and players of the past like Bismack, Michael K. Gilchrist. But four years and $120 million. Hopefully he's worth it. Hopefully he stays healthy. I mean, I'm not putting my you know faith into that, but still. Montrezl Harrell to the Lakers, I definitely think that's such a good move for L.A. You know, I mean, he is the sixth man of the year this past year, so. I mean, that's de- I mean that's definitely someone you'd want on the team, a guy who's great off the bench, can score. And, I mean, coming off a Lakers championship, even him and Dennis Schroeder are just like, yo, we know what we got to do. We want to help this team go back-to-back. And, I mean, with the people they got, even with, like I said, Dennis Schroeder, like I said, Montrezl Harrell, and even Marcus Saul, they're really pushing for a fucking back-to-back harder than ever. As long Again, as long as they can stay healthy, I'm sure they'll be fine and make it to the championship again. Will they go back-to-back? That's a real question, but again, I'm just kind of, you know, kind of getting ahead of myself there. Danilo Gennari to the Atlanta Hawks. I know a lot of people, at least I saw on Twitter and online, were kind of, 
surprised by that move because Atlanta is really pushing hard to make a playoff run next year. So especially, you know, Danilo Gonari also plays the same position as John Collins, and then they drafted Onyeka in the draft. A lot of forwards. It's going to be very confusing. Um, obviously, they still have Cam Reddish and Kevin uh, Huerter. I can't think. Of, I don't know. I never know like to say the guy's name. But he did sign a three-year, $61 million deal. So, And he also signed uh, Rajon Rondo and Chris Dunn. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how all that goes. I'm kind of surprised Rondo left um, L.A., I would have thought he may have stayed, but I know there was talk of him possibly going to uh, the Clippers. You know, it's just staying in L.A. in general and then just going to the other locker room. But, I mean, hey, what I'm more excited about, and I feel like it's not talked about a lot, is that Fred Van Vliet is staying in Toronto. When it was obviously announced that he was going to be a free agent this year, a lot of people thought, well, he's going to go, you know, get super paid, leave, go to a team and get the bag and be cool. But my worry, especially when it comes to sports, is anytime a guy who goes from someone like him who wasn't, you know, the biggest name coming out of the draft, and I believe he went undrafted, and he played in G League for a bit, and, you know, again, wasn't like an automatic starter. He, like, worked his way up to get to that starting position, helped to win a championship two years ago. Well, two seasons ago, excuse me now. And I was like, well, you know, if he if he leaves Toronto... You know, and he gets he gets paid. That's great for him. Definitely deserves it. But will he struggle because of that? Because you see a lot of these guys who leave teams that only really fit the system that they're you know that they can really work around, and it's basically them just playing like dog shit. They may get injured, and it's like a clusterfuck of nothing good happened to them. But he's staying in Toronto, so I love seeing that for him. Very happy. So you know, he did that staying loyal to the team. Not that loyalty matters in sports, to be honest, but like I said, Rajon Rondo is now with the Hawks. Um, I think he'll be good behind Trey Young. I think definitely Rondo will give Trey Young kind of that veteran advice that he needs. Not that Trey Young's bad or anything, but Rondo's been around some great players. Can really up Trey Young's game a lot. So I'm definitely excited to see how they work together in the future. Um, what do we have here? Oh, yeah, so De'Aaron Fox got a $163 million extension. My God. I mean, I th- I mean, I don't see why he's not worth it. Sure, he hasn't been an all-star game yet, and he hasn't been kind of, I guess, to what people thought he was going to be. I mean, he's a really good guard. And I'm not saying he's not. But I think people had him higher to where he is. But he's, you know, he's... he's been improving his jumper. Obviously, he's quick. He pushes the ball well. So, there's still time and again. I'm sure this contract is definitely fucking. When he be like, you know what? I'm good. Let's. I can play harder now. I've earned this. Let's go. We're here. So, good for him. Um, Jason Thompson to the Celtics. All right. I mean, that's cool. I. W- I mean. I definitely think he's going to be better with the Celtics than he was with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because definitely a lot of players that were on that team when LeBron left kind of... I don't want to say they were worse off, but they kind of were. I mean, because obviously you go from LeBron, the biggest star in the league, to like everyone else you had on the team. You have Colin Sexton, 
and he's really good, but he's no LeBron. And it's like, what what, what are we going to do now? But now, you know, now even though the Celtics did decline, decided to trade for the Pacers for Miles Turner. And um, oh, I forgot who else it was. It was someone else. But they got Tristan Thompson. So, I mean, he'll definitely bring a decent amount of rebounds to the team. And, he, and he's not bad offensively. So, what else do we have here? Uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope is staying with the Lakers. He also is getting a bag. Jay Carr is going to the Suns. Uh, Marcus Morris is staying with the Clippers. And the thing I kept seeing when it came to the Morris brothers was that apparently they share a bank account. So, uh, I was very confused. Um, so, Marcus Morris, who is for the Clippers... Uh, he has a four-year, $64 million deal. You know, staying in LA. His brother has like a $2 million deal with the Lakers. And so Marcus is getting paid 16 for this this year. So, and they're just sharing money. So I don't understand how that works. I don't get it. That's like a really interesting brother dynamic that I'm curious about. Um, not really sure how they're going to go about that and how, what if one spends more money than he has? Does that cause something or are they just like I know how much I have you know how much you have but like we're, it's easier just to share it obviously that also brings hella trust to the fact that you're just like I respect my brother so much and we understand each other so well that we share a whole bank account and it's easier that way so best of luck to them with that so also I think one of the better freedom signings that was able to stay was Goran Dragic to the Heat even though he was injured last year, and I definitely think he could have helped the Heat get closer to a championship, but I don't think they would have really still won. I mean, he's a really good player, and definitely it sucks that, you know, that during that injury and all that. But Jimmy Butler did threaten his life if he signed somewhere else. So one that shows that Jimmy cares about Goron and that he's a valuable member of the team, and two... The last thing you wanted is to get murdered by Jimmy Butler because you decided to sign to Dallas or L.A. or Atlanta or wherever the fuck he was offered. So, I mean, why would you want that? Why would you want to die? I don't, I mean. And I think that's kind of like the main things. Again, like I said, Dennis Schroeder also went to the Lakers. The Lakers are really kind of making bigger moves than I expected. I mean, obviously, you obviously your championship team. There's always that kind of question of you know a lot of players are gonna leave to get you know new contracts and all that because you know all oh, they came up with championship year. So obviously the league is like, wow, okay, you know so and so this, so and so that, we're cool, you know, let's go get a bag somewhere else. But they were able to keep some players. Obviously, a lot of players did leave, but the main ones they were able to keep, and then also bringing really positive players that can really push him to another level, in my opinion, like I said, with Montrezl Harrell and Marcus Gasol and Dennis Schroeder. Thankfully, they were able to keep Anthony Davis because I know there was kind of... It was up in the air whether or not he was staying for a bit because he opted out of his contract, and it was like, I'm going to test free agency and blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm, interested, I'm interested, excuse me, to see how this season goes, especially with the straight... From the bubble to COVID, I mean, obviously, what am I saying? From the bubble back to the regular season, 
So there isn't much of this, like... Sorry, my phone did a thing. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um, Going from, like, really no time off, and I wouldn't be surprised, like I, like I said earlier in other podcasts, that, you know, if players going to probably opt out for a bit, or, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, but it's definitely going to be interesting, you know, early on in the season. I just hope he doesn't have, like, what's been going on with the NFL where, you know, players are getting hurt at this insane rate. You know, tons of COVID tests. I just hope everyone stays safe. Do what they have to do. Nothing too crazy. And just, you know, keep everyone safe and alive in their family. That's it. That's most important. You know, we don't need anything crazy happening, so. But I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to this, I guess you say, bonus podcast episode. Um, I will be posting another one on Monday, but I wanted to also just kind of get out more content for everyone. But if there was something I missed or there was something I got wrong or something you wanted me to talk about, please let me know. I'm all free to talk about it and discuss it. Uh, so that's kind of all I have for today. Not much. Kind of a just simple NBA draft podcast. Simple, you know, NBA free agency. Nothing too crazy. So I thank you. If you made it this far, I thank you. And make sure to listen to the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere podcasts are available on any streaming service. And I will see you all Monday.